All right, what is going on, everybody? How is everybody doing today? Welcome here to our week six preview. What's going on, Tom? What's going on, Dom? How are we doing? What's up? What's up, guys? We were talking about it before a little bit. Not the greatest NFL week slate. Like, there's some good games. There's definitely some, like, 0-5 Panther going to 4-1 Miami games. Like, probably not going to be all that good. But the good games are pretty good. Like, we're going to first talk about the LA Chargers going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys are coming off getting blown out by the San Francisco 49ers. But it seems like that's happening to everybody this season. And the Chargers had a bye last week. But they are 2-2 two two on the year. I'll throw it to Dom first. What do we do? We think that the Chargers get the win at like quote unquote home, even though there's going to be more Cowboys fans there. Yeah, so I was thinking that originally. I was like, oh, like Cowboys got to go back on the road. But what do we think the split's going to be for this game? Like, are we comfortable saying seventy five twenty five Dallas fans? I was, was going to say like seventy thirty. So seventy five yeah. twenty five sounds about right. It's crazy because I know their and their training camp is in California too, so they might be like staying there or doing whatever they need to there so i really think this could be just a cowboys home game which is not a good look for the chargers <laughs> no not at um, all <laughs> i feel like it's just every game it's just, i don't know maybe they should have just stayed in san diego at this point at this point but i think this one this might be one of the worst ones obviously the niner games are up there i'm pretty sure the raider games are always up there so i expecting a lot of dallas fans i don't know how much that will really affect the chargers but you mentioned how the cowboys played the niners last week Teams after playing the 49ers the past two years are two and nineteen the following week. So really? like they just they really they, just beat everybody down like that. Yeah, they the Niners will beat you during the game, and then you're so banged up that the next week you lose as well. Um, and then just another stat in the same kind of category: teams that play at night two straight weeks. If you lose the first game, the second game you're forty four and seventy one. So if you lose a night game, then you have to go play another night game. It's not looking great for you. Um, I also just think that the Cowboys defense got exposed last week, and I think Herbert and Keenan Allen and Quinn and Johnston uh, and all their tight ends, and I assume Eckler's playing, right? Like, he seems yeah, good to go. Yeah, it looks like he's back. Yeah, so, like, I think this Chargers offense coming off the bye, they're rested. I think they can put up a showing, and I think they could beat Dallas in L.A. this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I think even though the fans are probably going to be outweighed to Dallas, um, yeah. but... They still, it's still their, you know, their field, their like their environment, and Eckler's back for the first time since week one. Uh, their run game was significantly impacted by Eckler not being there. Like, do you think Josh Kelly kind of just picks up and like picks up where he left off? Like, it wasn't at all. Like, he was really inefficient. Eckler's a touchdown machine, and Herbert's really starting to get into his groove here. Um, even a slow game passing, he still had two rushing touchdowns. Like, this offense can score. Let the rookie get involved a little bit. I think the the Chargers want to pull this one out. Yeah, I actually agree with um, you as well. I do think the Chargers are going to win this one. And it's like kind of crazy how good. important that Cowboys-Cardinals game was. Why'd you laugh, Dom? That's not good. All three of us on the Chargers. Oh, picking the Chargers? Yeah, no. <laughs> we're, I was not, saying... we're not the uh, the Sunday Night Football panel. It's uh, <laughs> if, if we if we wind up picking all three, no one's going to be screenshotting and being like, all right, I like being doubted. <laughs> and I think like I was just going to say like the Cowboys losing to the Cardinals a few weeks ago looks so much bigger now because if the Cowboys lose this game and which they 100% can um, they would be 3-3 three and three on the year and there's a good chance really good chance that Philadelphia beats the Jets to go to 6-0 and and then you got a three game deficit like that's tough to come back from and they're already missing uh, their top corner for the year um, in Trayvon Diggs and this offense like has been all right like I don't think it's been anything special like the receiving core outside of CD hasn't been anything great Tony Pollard has been okay this year so the Cowboys can really dig themselves into a hole if they lose this game in which they entirely can yeah, yeah it's always we... really tough when 
you ask Dak to play quarterback and the other team puts up more than three points. Like, you, you know, he kind of is like, that's really not his comfort zone when the other team scores a touchdown or more. So he's he, he, might, he might be in a tough spot this week. Yeah, and the only thing is the Chargers do have the 32nd ranked pass defense. So if there's a week for Dak and the Cowboys to figure it out, this would be the week. And it's kind of crazy. What was it? Two weeks ago, we said the Cowboys were potentially the best team in the NFL. And now here we are talking about them falling to three and three, possibly. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you just lose a couple of key guys and then that's, really, then that's really all all it takes. Yeah. Michael Parsons my- is banged up too because he got hurt. Uh, two weeks ago, I think he came back in, but like he, you know, he got banged up during the game. Um, CD, the, the their offense is also much different than we have expected to be. There'd be like some crazy air raid. Like they're really run heavy. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys this year beat the Giants on the road. I would say that's a good win. But now knowing like what the Giants are, is it as impressive? But you know, forty and zero on the road that is impressive, regardless of the team. But then beating the Jets without Aaron Rodgers at home, thirty ten, okay. And then beating the Pats at home, and we've seen how bad they are this year, thirty eight to three. So we have yet to see them have like a good win this year. And this would be a statement win for sure. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll hop into, I think, what could potentially be game of the week, um, like sneaky at one o'clock. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals looked much better in week five than they have all year, kind of stomping on the Arizona Cardinals. It was close at some points in the game, but Jamar Chase went off. They were without T. Higgins. Joe Burrow looked like he was back. And the Seahawks are coming off kind of, um, they're coming off a bye, but they had a couple nice weeks prior to that. They are three and one on the year, believe on a three game winning streak since they lost week one um, to the Rams. So this should be a really good game in Cincinnati. I think this could be a shootout for sure because the Bengals secondary isn't all that good. And the Seahawks, I feel like, just tend to give up a lot of points or just kind of play close to their opponents. I like this game a lot. Uh, I'll throw Tom. Who do you think takes home uh, the victory here in Cincinnati? I think the Bengals are back. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think Burrow really looked like himself last game. Jamar Chase is going to continue to um, ride hot, and I am uh, going to pick the Bengals here. Dom as well. Yeah, I'm I'm back on the Bengals. Uh, you mentioned that you think this game could possibly be high scoring, and I completely agree. Uh, Seattle is 31st in pass defense, and the Bengals are 31st in rush defense. Nice. So we might just see Jamar Chase and the rest of the wide receivers go off, and then we might see Kenneth Walker have a field day as well. So both defenses aren't anything spectac- spectacular. Um, and you also mentioned that Seattle is coming off a bye. Geno Smith in his career is 0-3 after by, and Pete Carroll's 10-7. But again, a lot of that was with Russ, so if you want to kind of pick and choose that stat. And then Joe Burrow is 17-4 in his last 21 non-division games. So I think the Bengals, I mean, when, when they don't have to play the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns, they, they seem to do pretty well. So I have to assume that, uh, I have to assume the Bengals are back. I don't fully believe it yet but if they win convincingly this week i'll be fully back on the three and three bengals yeah i think it was like the last three years they have started off the season zero and two so this is really nothing different um yep. and I, i'm also going to pick the Bengals here just kind of go with the queen sleep i think it helps them playing at home we'll see how the seahawks look off a of bye um but yeah they should get t higgins back it looks like so i do think that the Bengals are going to win this one i do think it'll be pretty close because the seahawks team is very good and honestly if they lose to the seahawks at home like I I I don't know. We were never like officially out on Cincinnati, but I feel like this would hurt. Definitely hurt because then like they look like they're back and then they're just not. And then it's like, all right, are we ever just gonna buy into this team? Like, when are they gonna come around? But um, yeah, we're all going with the clean sweep here to start it off. So yeah. we're really uh, one more thing to throw in. On this Luckily line. for the Bengals, even if they do fall two and four, 
the Watson's been hurt. The Browns cannot score without Watson, so who knows how longer this is going to go on. As you said, like right before we hopped on the record, he's not playing this week. And the Steelers, hopefully, they're they're beatable. They're <laughs> definitely easy. beatable. And <laughs> the Ravens, uh, they they are already starting to beat themselves with seven drops last week. So I think um, the Bengals, even if they go to two and four, they still are in a spot to to win a dogfighter division, like maybe like with a nine and eight or by a ten and seven record, not like the thirteen or twelve wins we thought in the beginning. Yeah. So uh, this, yeah, this will be a big week for Cincinnati. We'll just kind of stay on the AFC North. Another game we want to talk about is going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are technically the home team, even though this game will be played in London. So it is our third straight London game, which is kind of crazy. Um, I'm a fan of it, though. I like 9 a.m. football, 9.30 here on the East Coast. I wouldn't like it probably as much on the West Coast if you had to wake up at 6.30 a.m. to watch this probably game that's going to score a total of 20 points. <laughs> but I, I think this is going to be probably a low, lower scoring game. It just seems like how the Titans play. Uh, the Ravens seem like they... I don't know. Maybe they just like aren't like the offense isn't all the way there this year, but because it just seems like that they could sc- score so many uh, more points. But Dobbins got hurt week one. Lamar's made a couple mistakes this year in notable positions, and the wide receiving core has actually looked pretty poor outside maybe that week one performance. I do think that the Ravens are going to pick up the win on the road here in um, London. But what do you guys think, uh, Dom? Do you think that the Titans go to three and three, or the Ravens go to four and two? Uh, so before I get to that, I want to do a little guess which quarterback is this. So one quarterback in this game, he's played five games so far. He has 1,030 passing yards and four touchdowns on the year. Ryan Tannehill. It's probably Tannehill. Those are Lamar Jackson's stats through five games. He's <laughs> averaging 200 passing yards and less than one passing touchdown per game. How many rushing? Now, do you have your rushing yards as well? I don't have the rushing written down. I was just comparing the passing. Okay. <laughs> but, no, uh, I know. It doesn't also, make it look good, though. <laughs> in case you were wondering, Ryan Tannehill does have more yards at 1,052. So he has the slight edge there. Only two touchdowns and five picks. So he's really not having a great year. Oh, so, uh, so, so I saw. <laughs> I, I said, oh, that, those stats stink. That's probably... But I was like, they stink, but they're not like really abysmally bad. Like, Yeah, Tannehill's are pretty bad. Yeah, yeah so Tannehill's bad. having an even worse year. Um, yeah, one thing that, so Tannehill's really bad. One thing that concerns me about this game is it being in London. I believe the Ravens got to London sometime on Tuesday. I don't know exactly, but the Titans just left for London Thursday night, and they'll get there early Friday morning. That's so, brutal. yeah, we saw what happened with the Bills. I believe the Bills did the same thing. They left Thursday night, got there Friday morning. The Bills did not start the game off well. They didn't really play well whatsoever. So that does concern me for the Titans. However, this is the Ravens' now third straight road game, and I think that might concern me even more, the fact that they've just been traveling nonstop for three weeks. Um, Given the fact here that the Titans are the underdog, Vrabel just always seems to pull these wins out, and I don't know why. I still believe in the Titans. I've always been a Titans believer. I'm going to give them this win. I think this could be an ugly game. It being at 9.30 in the morning, like you said, if you're on the West Coast, I would just keep sleeping. I wouldn't even wake up for this game. I don't think it's worth it because I do think you're probably going to miss a 17-13 type of game. So tune in at the end, I guess, for a close finish. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm thinking, like, this game screams, like, 19-13 or something. Like, some some really weird and low score that nobody mm-hmm. wants to see. Um, and I think the Titans could pull this out for sure. So I, I think I'm going to agree with you here, Dom. I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans. 
All right, so we're going two against one. I am going with Baltimore here. Um, and I kind of mentioned before that they had a really good week one receiving. I think I was probably thinking of week two against Cincinnati, but still, like, Lamar Jackson had 237 yards. And Nelson Aguilar led that team in receiving with 63 yards. So this Ravens offense has not looked great uh, so far this season. And, yeah, like I said, uh, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. But uh, these nine – I mean, these 930 games, man, they haven't been great. It's funny that it seems like that the two bottom teams that we projected to be in the AFC South – have kind of been more exciting to watch this year than the two top teams that we expected to be there. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the last game we'll hop into um, that we think is going to be definitely a game to watch this weekend is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Detroit Lions. It's a 425 game. The Lions are favorited by three points. They're coming off another big win last week um, over the uh, Carolina Panthers, but just improved to four and one on the season, and their offense looks unstoppable. The Tampa Bay Bucks are coming off a bye, but they're off to a shocking three and one start, I think, to a lot of people for sure. And this is definitely going to be a game to watch. Tom, who do you think is going to take home the dub here? See, I think Tampa's home, and they really they can really win this game. But I think Detroit's kind of just really cooking right now. Amon mm. Ross should be back this game as well. Jamison Williams gets another week to get um, eased into the offense. Dan Campbell shockingly just said on public television that he sees Jameer Gibbs as a change of pace back. Picking a change of pace back at number 12 in the draft is kind of nuts. I feel you can find a change of pace back in the 5th or 6th round. So, but other than that, he's probably not the play this week anyway, but Montgomery's looking like a great workhorse. Laporta continues to roll. He's tight end 1 right now in fantasy, which is yeah, nuts. Yeah, he did get hurt today, though, so he might be out, unfortunately. Ooh, you're right. What, was it, he uh, got a, was it I think a he's fine. injury? I hope okay. it's fine. I have him, mm, so it's I know. I have him, too, in a couple of weeks. I'm really hoping he does play. <laughs> yeah, and he's playing so what you want to see. You, you, you want to see a, a tight end challenge a quarterback for rookie of the year. Um, for sure. But I'm, I'm going to go with, with the Lions here. Um, I think this could be a game where, uh, you know, Baker does kind of, you know, he, he, he keeps him in the game, but they're, they're going to have to probably score 30 points to, to be up a full possession at the end of this game and make the Lions beat them rather than put themselves in a spot to where they have to kind of lead a game-winning drive. And I trust the Lions to get a, lead a, a close game uh, at the end of the fourth quarter rather than I do the Bucks. Dom, you taking the hometown team here? I wanted to. I wanted to push more Baker propaganda, but I just I can't see it. This Lions team, you mentioned how well they've been. They're, uh, they have the sixth-best offense and defense, so like both sides of the ball have been great. Um, the only, the one positive thing for the Bucks is they do have the 11th ranked defense, which I don't think any of us were really expecting coming into the year. We thought they were kind of uh, having a lot of veterans. We thought they were going to start aging a little bit, but the defense has really played well so far. Um, but I just think this uh, Lions offense will overpower this defense. I mean, Tom mentioned all the weapons they have earlier. Jared Goff just keeps on winning games. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, like the career turnaround he's had the past few years now. And I just think... I don't know. The only other, the only thing I can think of is maybe a road game. If the weather's not great in Tampa, you know, it can rain any given minute. And Jared Goff is just labeled as a dome quarterback, so maybe that affects the Lions. But I do think the Lions win this game. Yeah, it's supposed to be seventy nine and sunny right now, so we'll we'll see. You never know. 
Yeah, um, I'm actually going to go with Tampa in this game. I do think that their defense is going to be able to contain Detroit to an extent. Um, they're coming off a bye. Uh, Mike Evans gets more healthy and kind of the rest of that team as well. And I do think the Lions are due for just kind of like a choke job at the end of a game. I feel like we haven't really got it yet. You can say maybe it was against the uh, the Seahawks back in week two in overtime. But I do think that the Bucks are going to win this game at home. Because like Dom already mentioned, like they have a very good defense this year. And they've kind of been all over the place on that side of the ball. And their offense has looked good. Um, and we'll see if like Rashad White can get more involved. But yeah, Baker has done a phenomenal job this year and they had two weeks of preparation for this Lions team so we're looking at the slate here and it's really hard to pick an underdog team um, because either the really big they're either really big spreads or very small and the big spreads are okay the New York Giants going up against the Buffalo Bills looks like Daniel Jones might not play the Jets at home against the Eagles um, and the Dolphins at home against the Panthers or the Niners on the road against the Browns. And it looks like Deshaun Watson might not play. So what, what did you guys want to set like the lineup for taking an underdog this week? Do you want to do three or do you want to do two and a half? And we usually mm-hmm. do is at three, in which case I would kind of just be like by default picking the Titans. Um, yeah, for but... me it would be Tampa. But I, I'll go first and... I'm going to be wrong on this one, but I'd rather pick someone that's... I, I should have mentioned them before with the larger spreads. I'm going to go the Arizona Cardinals beat the Rams this week. Um, they're on the road, but we know that they do travel well. Or, excuse me, I guess... I don't know if Cardinals... I don't think they actually do travel well, so ignore that. But, no, like, the Rams so. fans don't really show out. And Arizona's close to Los Angeles, right? So maybe they'll get a decent amount of Cardinals fans there. The Cardinals have been exceeding expectations this year. And maybe the Rams still aren't, like, as good of a team that people expected them to be like nobody really thought that they were going to win the division this year and then they had a first good uh, couple weeks they made a competitive game against the Eagles they did just get Cooper Cup back but I think I can't I can't convince myself to take the Panthers or the Browns maybe even with the Watson at home and it's just like that defense shows out maybe but uh I already picked Tampa as like a three-point underdog but I'm gonna go with the Cardinals as my upset pick of the week I, I did I took the Bears and I took the Jaguars, kind of mentioned them last week, um, both won. And I kind of also mentioned the Steelers as well. So um, I can't give myself all the credit, though, because I also picked the Rams to beat the Eagles and the Vikings to beat the Chiefs. Uh, So, Tom, who's your underdog pick this week? Um, So I'm not going to go with the crazy big spread like you did. Um, I'm actually going to go with the Commanders over the Falcons. Um, Commanders are on the road, but they score a lot of points and the Falcons don't score a lot of points. And it sounds super simple, but and in the way that these spreads are, I think that Washington can just come in and really put up a whole lot, especially if the, if the Falcons can't get that run game going early, they fall behind, because I don't want to take Seattle, uh, I'm not taking Cleveland, and I don't want to take I any th- of the huge big spreads. So I, I was gonna I'm, say there's one game that I sorry to cut you off. There is one team that I wonder if Dom's gonna take, but uh, that you didn't. I think mention. I know which one Dom's gonna take, but I'm, I'm going gonna to. Let, You're locking I'm in. Let him say it first, and then I'll commanders. say Commanders. But I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Commanders. I don't love it. I don't love any of these, but I think I hate this one the least. This uh, this pick. <laughs> I I don't know which team you think I'm gonna pick. I mean, like I have one team I already mentioned. Like I said, the Titans would win before. Was that the team, or are you thinking somewhere nah, else? No, I I have a team that I honestly was gonna take, but I kind of wa- wanted to be a little bit risky and take a seven point underdog. But I don't know. If, I don't even think you like this team at all. But I just think like they could be uh, an interesting underdog pick. Who is it? Because I honestly have no. Idea. I'm looking at the schedule. And I can't think of like. I, which I was team thinking it is. New England. I think. Oh, that wasn't mine. <laughs> uh, because Dom, Dom. I mean, they look really bad now. But the first I can't, yeah, Dom I can't. was the the voice of reason with us kind of hitting the panic button. Him saying, 
they played the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Fair, you know, fair. like these are you expected them to be, um, like oh, like perhaps zero and three, like for all these three games. So I thought he was going to uh, pick a Mac Jones bounce back game, or probably a three quarter Mac Jones and one quarter Bailey Zappi bounce bounce back game. <laughs> I think they could definitely win this game because the the Raiders aren't that good. And uh, yeah, two and a half point really underdogs. Look at this week, like the Packers just handed them that game by Jordan Love playing horrific. Yeah, Dom, do you want to go with yours, and then I'll let you know the one I was thinking, or you just want me to tell you it. Yeah, so, like, starting with the Patriots, though, if Tom was right on the head where I was, like, defending them, but after watching them play last week, I do not <laughs> want up. to I do not want to pick them this week. But if they win, I will say, hey, I told everyone to wait. So I'm going to take all the response, um, all the credit when they win, none of the credit if they lose. So that's my method for the Patriots right now. Um, I'm just going to stick with the Titans. They're four-point dogs. I really do think they win. No one else on the schedule really stands out to me. I think, I mean, maybe like the Colts and Gardner Minshew, but I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's played well enough against the Ravens. He played well enough last week. I think the Jaguars won't, um, I don't think he'll play good enough against his old team. Oh, revenge game. I didn't think about that. But, uh, you got it there. (laughs) I'm going to stick with the Titans, though, for my underdog. Okay. The one I was thinking that nobody mentioned, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Gross, they are no. three-point underdogs at home against the Vikings team with no Justin Jefferson, um, and they're coming off a major win. Vikings are coming off another L. I don't, I don't know. know if I call, call it a major win, but it's a win. Well, they were yeah, so- six-point underdogs on the road, and they blew them out by twenty. And for the first one of the year, right, fair I mean, enough. like the standards are definitely the standards are lower for the for the Bears. So yeah, sure. one reason I wasn't even looking at that as a potential team you thought I was going to take is because I'm actually taking the Vikings minus two and a half in my pick'em league. So I wasn't even looking at the Bears. I think the Vikings win this game easily. I think this is a just an overcorrection from the Bears actually playing well for the first time in a calendar year. Yeah, that's why it's an underdog pick, but I feel like we're going to see a Kirk Cousins trade, and this is the only like thing that keeps pushing that, that narrative <laughs> along. He's going to be a Titan or a Jet or a Patriot by like week seven. Oh, he would look so weird in a Titans uniform with that like so weird. dual silver shoulder pad on the jersey. Like sword. Because I was oh. Yeah, it would. I was um listening to a podcast, um I think it was the Bill Simmons podcast and he mentioned um his guest on was like talking about that Cousins contract really isn't that big to take on that salary. It's like ten or so million dollars this year and it's all bonus money that was has to be paid by the Vikings or was already paid. So like you don't really have to absorb that much cap space. So it's definitely easier to get a Cousins deal than maybe I thought it was um, a couple weeks ago. So I do think that Kirk Cousins, I think he's going to get traded. Like if the Vikings, you can't justify keeping him if you're like two and five. I guess three and five you can. Life is so gross. Well, what, like it depends what they're getting for him. If you're getting a first round pick, sure, trade him. But if no one's really offering that, yeah, so I would just hold him. I, I don't see the point. Like a second and like a fourth. But say you get that, like, is what's the point of finishing seven and ten or eight and nine when you could possibly get Caleb Williams? They're not gonna get Caleb Williams. But yeah, like the Justin Jefferson that. hamstring injury, what if he's out for like eight weeks or something? And like he's just and, like, they and the receiving season. core is still significantly better than the Giants. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess Hawkinson, but Jordan Addison will put a lot of stock into him too. Maybe Cam Akers will save this offense. Jordan Addison is wide yeah, receiver yeah. one. KJ Osborne challenges for wide receiver too. TJ Osborne ten thousand percent the best, um, the best passing option through both teams. So, and their line is not historically horrific. So the Giants, I don't care what it is, they still in. You got Barkley though. 
I don't think he's playing this week. He looked a little slow. His ankle was he's not playing like seven. No, he had like seven feet of tape around uh, his ankle. Well, they did say it was going to be like a three to four week injury, and they said, and then Dable's like, oh, he might be back like the first week. Because he's that a was liar. That Thursday night That's game. why he just lies. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, I was like, okay, and that, yeah. So I'm not even shocked if he doesn't play this week because I think this would be like the normal time uh, for him to return if he returned next week because it was a high ankle sprain, right? Yeah, it was high ankle sprain. So week two to week, so he misses. Uh, Four games. That's totally normal. Yeah, honestly. So, um, Dom, you're walking in Titans. Tom, you're walking in the Commanders. I'm going to uh, – I'm like – I'm such a wuss for saying this, but I'm saying the Cardinals, but I'm going to also say if the Bears win, I'm going to – I might say that they're my pick as well. Um, just because I – Well, mine was at least a seven-point spread. If you want right, to take the Jets know. or the Browns – I'm not taking the Jets, and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm not taking the Giants. The, the Eagles are 12-0 uh, and 0 all-time against the Jets, so – all exactly. time? The Jets All have time. never beat them? Correct. Not even the Chad Pennington era? No, I mean, you only... The Jets still suck you only, them, dude. <laughs> you only play them once every four years, so... Think they about were it. they were the best in like the Mark Sanchez era. Then they had those two like solid teams, but I think they were they were bad all those Chad Pennington years, right? Yeah, that's that's called my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Dom's the Cardinals fan now. Do we not think that the Giants Tyra Taylor revenge game against Buffalo full no. up the victory? Which Tarjo's which never which three hundred in his life? He's not doing it today. Doing <laughs> which it do you think is more? Which is more likely? Tyrod Taylor leading an upset at Buffalo or Bryce Young getting his first win at Miami? No, the Panthers. Oh, no. that's it's, tough. It, it's more likely that Tyrod Taylor wins a game because there's zero I zero so zero too. chance that the Panthers win his game in Miami. <laughs> oh really? I honestly might go Panthers. No, I don't think so. Actually, yeah, you're right. That's a tough one. No. I thought you were going to say this Giants is, or Jets, and I was like, "That's." I tough. mean, Dave is still familiar with the Bills. Like he knows he knows he knows how to operate against them. Yeah, oh, that's true. And like with the way this line is playing, Taylor is not a significant downgrade to Jones. So it's essentially, it's as if he's doing the same thing. Yeah, and man, yeah, there's I'm, some. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I just think that the Panthers don't get their first win on the road in Miami. That's, that's Damn, just they're probably going to be 0-6. That's know, crazy. It's out they're there playing They're probably going to win out for, to, for, your, for, your, for your prediction to come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Panthers to win the uh, NFC South is not looking good at all. I don't know why I did that. I was always Saints all the way, and then when we started recording, I was like, I want to be different. I wanted to take the Panthers, who were all right last year. They weren't like like dog shit but they weren't good and then i thought they added a little bit this offseason and they upgraded massively at quarterback i thought but it looks like that baker wasn't the problem last year i don't know frank Reich has also not done a good job as their head coach he wasn't the problem you guys see all the things like that frank Reich wanted uh stroud yeah i haven't haven't seen that it was like rumors i don't know how much i like believe of it but i mean who who, after watching stroud the first five weeks who's not going to say oh i wanted this guy yeah exactly (laughs) I feel bad for Bryce Young because he really was dealt in like a horrible situation. I honestly think he's been fine for like that team. Yeah, he has more losses in the NFL than he did at three years at Bama. That's wild. That is wild, <laughs> dude. But the Browns game, I'm looking now, 55 and rainy. Do we think the Browns, Jerome Ford, Kareem Hunt, get it done on the ground? Brock Purdy was his first regular season game. I mean, it is it is crazy that last year the Bears beat the Niners the first week of the season and like no one expected that and it was a rainy, windy type of game. So, maybe that that's true. the recipe to beat them. But yeah. one thing I will say, you can say, "Oh, the Browns can win this game on the ground," but they're also forcing the 49ers to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. So, I think what I think like the lack of quarterback play for Cleveland has kind of canceled out 
by the strength of 49 gain by have, having to get the ball to McCaffrey more. Yeah. Um, all right, last segment before we hop off. What happens first, if you want to pull up their schedules, the Carolina Panthers and the San Francisco 49ers? Brock Purdy gets his first loss in the regular season and first completed game L, or Bryce Young gets his first win. What happens first? Mm, the Panthers got at Miami, so we don't think that's happening, but well, then they have a bye uh, in week seven. Yeah, wait, are then, we Yeah, so are we counting games or buys? Let's do it by like, games. Okay. I mean, we're thinking of it too deep then. Like I just think like what happens first? <laughs> Well, because, I have to look at them. I'm, I'm just trying to fill time to pull up the schedule. <laughs> yeah, well, then they got Houston and Indianapolis and Carolina after the bye, and Chicago. Those are all winnable games for Carolina, for sure. And then San Fran at Cleveland, at Minnesota, home versus Cincy, at Jacksonville, home versus Tampa. Niners are sick, but they honestly don't have an easy game until December 17th against the Cardinals. Uh, Seattle yeah. twice, Philly's in Seattle there. Seattle twice, the Eagles. Yeah, that's a gauntlet. They and could the Panthers, lose any one of those And games. the Panthers play the Texans, the Colts, and the Bears back to yeah, back to back. Yeah. I think I think the uh I think Bryce Young gets his first win after uh after that's week eight is like the minimum. Yeah, I mean week eight is when the 49ers go to starts to get tough. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bryce Young gets his first win before wait. Yeah, Bryce Young Are you saying which comes first, Bryce Young wins or the 49ers lose? Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that Brock Purdy will lose before? I'm gonna go. I think honestly, no. I, I think, I think say Brock that Bryce Purdy Young gets his. I'm gonna say that Bryce Young gets a win before. Okay. Before Brock um, Purdy loses, I'm gonna go the opposite. I think the Niners will drop one of the games against Minnesota or Cincy, and I do think there's a possibility where Carolina does not beat uh, Houston um, as well because they had to have the bye in Week Seven. So that does give the Brock Purdy mm, L right. a favor. It's tough I'm, with that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw some faith in the uh, in in the other uh, rookie here. I'm going to I'm going to give him the benefit. Hey, I hope so. I hope games. we see that first. I want to see. Wow, that Bears game win. is a Thursday night game. That's all. If they if it winds up if they wind up being winless and one. undefeated until then, I think that Bears game is where it might get done. <laughs> Honestly, Don, what do you think? Um, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but it's so much easier to lose in the NFL than to win. So like it's that Thanks. just that logic it makes me want to say like oh the 49ers will probably slip up somewhere before the Panthers pull out a win but the fact that the Panthers next I'm I'm skipping Miami and I'm skipping the bye they'll be 0 and 6. Um their next 3 games after that are the Texans, Colts and Bears. Two of them are at home, one's on short rest, anything can happen. Like they have to win one of those 3 games because if they don't I think it's going to be a little while after that. And then the Niners like the Niners are just a wagon right now. I don't see them losing anytime soon so i guess i will say bryce young gets a win before brock purdy gets a loss but i'm not super confident in it and i don't love the logic of it but i will i will put some hope into panthers fans and say they will win at least one game by november 9th yeah there a we lot go of, uh, me and dom agreeing today and matt being on the opposite side yeah, so yeah you guys should get a real genius or he's gonna look like the guy who tried to be different again like the patriots yeah, there you go. Not, not the Patriots, uh, Panthers. Panthers. All right, so that was our week six preview. Hope you guys did enjoy. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd appreciate you dropping a thumbs up on this video and then maybe give your prediction in the comments to any one of the games that we mentioned today. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate a rating and review over there as well. So we will see you guys in the week six reaction in a few days. Hope it's a good NFL Sunday and we'll catch you all there. Peace.